Denver Ad School is filled with passionate creatives from all different backgrounds. In this premiere episode, I sat down with my fellow copywriter, Maddie Graham. We had a lot of fun talking about her growing up in Missouri and Colorado, her complicated relationship with the outdoors, and how she discovered her passion for writing by doing those middle school writing prompts that we all remember and love. My name is Jeff Olery, and this is Journey to Add. If you can make me sound Australian, too, that would be awesome. But You know, I would love <laughs> to be able to change the accent, but I don't know if I'll be able to do that. That's fair. Only we'll if you can. If you, you know, can. granted, you know, the people that, you know, probably work in Adobe products have had a lot of free time. Yeah. So maybe they have a plug-in now to make you sound Australian. That could be cool. I mean, only if you get to it. I know you're really busy, okay. so. <laughs> you know, the other option would be is that I listen to everything you say and then re-record it speaking with an Australian accent. Yeah, that's the better option, I think. Okay. Or you could just type it into one of those, like. I'll get like Google Australian. to say yeah. it or something yeah. uh-huh. with an Australian uh, accent. Yeah. Do you prefer male or female Australian um, accent? Either's fine. Okay. Yeah. Either's just Australian. That's my only preference. So, yeah. All right. Can well, do. Great. Well, we're a minute and a half in. Request. My diva request. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast diva. Hey, you know what? Power to the people. You are the star. You're yeah. here today. Where's my vase? <laughs> I requested a vase. <laughs> Fortunately, our budget's a little low right I mean, now. Yeah. We right. have a microphone, I'll so. Talk to my agent about this one. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, you don't have to come on again if you don't want. All right. Thank you for that. <laughs> that non-invitation. <laughs> non-invitation, uninvitation, yeah. something like that. All right. I'm happy to be uninvited to this podcast. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Well, uh, let's go ahead and start at the beginning. Okay. Where uh, where are you from? I was born in a suburb outside of St. Louis, Missouri, and I lived there until I was about eight, and then uh, my dad's job took him out to Denver, Colorado, so we moved out here, and I've been here ever since, so I guess I'm a non-native native. Anyone who's an actual native of Colorado would disagree that I'm from here, but most people would say that I'm from here. I gotcha. So I'm also from St. Louis, as we oh both gosh. know. So do you have any like specific memories of like growing up, or is it? Do you mostly kind of remember Colorado? I have, a, I have some memories of St. Louis just because our family lives out there. So we still went back um, about twice a year, okay. every year since we moved. Definitely remember the City Museum. That's nice. a great one. That's uh, yeah. a parent's nightmare, oh, but yes. uh, a giant urban playground for kids to go climb around and everything. Yeah, it's a lawsuit waiting to happen, <laughs> but it was so fun. I loved it. Where else? The Magic House, I guess. That's mm. another... That's less so a lawsuit, more just a germ factory, I'd say. That's fair. A lot of kids yeah. touching things and yeah. putting their uh, their faces in places. And oh whatnot. yeah, we love we love any activity where you get to put your entire face into it, yeah. along with fifty other children. <laughs> pretty much. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's and then heat in the summer. That's pretty mm. much. It's pretty much it. <laughs> you gotta love that Midwest humidity, oh, you know. It's, 
it is uh, dense. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I liken it that whenever I go back and like go for a run in the summer or something, mm-hmm. it's like uh, running through soup. Yeah, it feels nice. It's like totally in different environments, right? When you walk out your door, it's like you're drowning. It's yeah. lovely. <laughs> I was really hoping that I would be sweating today. Oh, okay. I'm good. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Missouri never fails. <laughs> so, so Colorado's a little bit different from that. Yeah. <laughs> what sorts of things did you like to do when you were growing up in Colorado? Were you big into the outdoors? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a very outdoorsy family. <laughs> Um, I was a Girl Scout, so I did outdoorsy stuff with Girl Scouts, but we, we always ran into like comical issues whenever we tried to do anything outdoorsy. Like we would go camping and my backpack would suddenly become covered in daddy long legs because I stole a fruit from the mess hall or someone like started a fire somewhere they weren't supposed to or dinner just didn't turn out right so we ended up eating at like midnight because we couldn't figure out like foil dinners. (laughs) So I, I think Girl Scouts kind of turned me off from the outdoors for a little bit. But I've, I've kind of come back into it now as I'm getting older and my friends like to go camping and my friends like to snowboard. I'm not a snowboarder. I'm a skier. I'm a jerry, but I still enjoy it. I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Is there a personality difference between like a skier and a snowboarder? Like, is there like a different vibe to the person? Yeah, coming, I think so. Coming from someone who's never <laughs> skied or snowboarded, snowboarded before. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I don't want to make, I feel like people are going to come after me if I say anything bad about snowboarders. For those of you wondering, Maddie Graham lives at. <laughs> yeah, please don't send anyone after me. But I think snowboarders think they're better than skiers. And frankly, I don't think they're wrong. So... <laughs> Okay. I will say, uh, people people say that skiing is like easy to get into, but really hard to master. Okay. And snowboarding is really hard to get into, but kind of easy to master. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that initial like no- knowledge that I'll be on my butt for the entire day that keeps me from trying snowboarding. But you know, I, I-, I like my two skis. I like them. <laughs> you know what? You were born with two feet. Yeah. So you might as well natural. use both of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So not, not super into the outdoors because of Girl yeah. Scouts, but like, so what, what other things did you enjoy doing growing up? Oh man. Um, I feel like I was always, I, I have three little sisters, so I, okay. I always kind of had like built-in friends at home. Nice. So I kind of was a homebody a lot of my childhood, I would say, because why why should I make plans with people when I could just <laughs> go home and do something with the three friends that my mom birthed for me? I mean, what's, what's the purpose of that? And really, I'm sure yeah. she did it all for you. I think she did. Yeah. I, I really think she did. I I don't think any of us were accidents at all. Maybe mm-hmm. the last one. But <laughs> she knows that. But yeah, I, I kind of was a homebody, but I feel like we always like found things to do. Like with four girls, there's always something to do. There's always like a play to be made or an art project to start and never finish. Or okay. a musical to be written. So... <laughs> There's always things to do when there's four girls. Nice. Yeah. Did you guys all kind of like 
collaborate in like making like a play or musical or were you ringleader as the oldest or I definitely was the ringleader which I think they still resent me for to this day because <laughs> I honestly was a bit of a slave driver I would say okay <laughs> I was a tough boss but someone has to be the boss I mean <laughs> you know what they made you the oldest so you could do yeah. the difficult things yeah so. I I tended to like the spotlight a little bit more so and that we've been watching a lot of home videos recently honestly it hurts me to watch them <laughs> it's like the cringe factor times a billion it's bad but yeah I guess I really liked being the center of attention when I was a kid which I don't think I do now, but maybe <laughs> other people would disagree with me. I don't know if I want to pose that question to my friends or family now. <laughs> but Fair you know much. what, Jeff? I'd, I'd actually like to ask you a question. I mean, what have you liked about Colorado since you've been here? You haven't been here for that long. That's true. So I've been here, I moved here in January, so a little over nine months ago. You know, I, I was attracted to the outdoors, um, and especially considering everything that's gone on this year. It's been very nice to uh, have so many different outdoor things to do just with all the parks around um, and then all the hiking, obviously. <laughs> so that's very cool. Um, eventually when like concerts and stuff happen again, I'm really looking forward to going to Red Rocks. I've actually had a friend who's texted me about two different concerts that we have tickets to next year in August. So hopefully <laughs> that works out. But yeah, so I, I, I've enjoyed it a lot. I've enjoyed the lack of humidity for sure. I think too that just there's a kind of a cool vibe where people are very active out here. People are, it is a vibe. <laughs> it also just feels like a younger city than St. Louis did. I, I always say St. Louis is kind of like a northern city in a southern state. So it's just kind of like, and it's just kind of like older. People are more established there. Like the Midwest is where you go for like your families to like grow up and everything. So, so I've liked it a lot. It's That's been a good move. Yeah, I'm with you on the concerts. I had three concerts set up. This was like the most concert I'd, I'd ever planned in my life. And yeah. I booked them all for this year. I was like, it's going to be such a bad <laughs> year. Yeah. And then and then a pandemic And occurred. then sad, sad day. And now they're all occurring next year, which frankly, I don't even know if they're going to happen next year. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But I don't know. I mean... Yeah, three concerts at Red Rocks. All. What were you? Uh, what were you gonna see? Future. I was gonna go see. I think I was gonna go to Rowdy Town with like Big Gigantic. Okay. I was gonna go see Galantis and Alice in Wonderland. Nice. Which was like they waited till the last minute to postpone that one. Like it was supposed to be. Was that one in April? I think. Um, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland was actually in September or something oh, okay. like that, and they hadn't postponed it like they had for the other ones, like, immediately. It, it was still on my calendar for, like, September, so I was kind of hopeful, and then as we approached the date, I was like, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's was, fair. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most, that's a kind of concert where people would wear masks to it anyway, just because that's kind of like the, the vibe, the look, oh, but really? I don't think it would be safe, so, you know, I, I'm happy that it's going to be later. It's just, it's just a bummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it's come up 
in pretty much every class that we've had together that uh, your dad works in advertising. Yeah. Did that influence you in wanting to go into advertising? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But it seems strange. Like, it should be the opposite because most people who are in advertising, I think, try to steer their kids away from advertising because it's... It's a lot. It's like advertising is not a nine to five kind of job, especially creative. So, um, and you know, since my dad is in advertising, I'm very aware that you bring your work home with you. You end up uh, bringing the office a lot of different places and that's just your life. But like, it's because you're passionate about it and you love it. That makes it all worthwhile. And eventually you can work your way up in the industry where you uh, get to go home at like five o'clock at a normal time or work somewhere where they're okay with that. But sure. Um, but I would say it did influence what I wanted to do. I always liked writing, which is kind of like my base. My baseline is like always coming back to that love for writing um when did that start for you i mean school i I feel like i always put in more time in english class and like any sort of creative writing assignment that's what i would dedicate more of my time to whereas i would always put off like reading my history textbook till the last minute or like uh, copying my science homework from someone else in class the day of so i knew that like since that was the thing that i tend to put my time towards Mm -hmm. that was probably the thing that I I would gravitate towards in my profession so honestly I I thought about doing journalism for a while journalism is really tricky right now I would I would be a journalist I feel like it sounds like fun I just don't know where the future of journalism lies at the moment and I think advertising was really intriguing for me just because it, it was like a unique writing challenge. Like everything you do for copywriting is like a brain game kind of. It's mm. like you set up like little challenges for yourself in terms of writing to complete a task. It's like, oh, if you could, if you could write this brand as a dog, like what would they say to you? Or like <laughs> what kind of fruit would this product be? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it, it just like makes you think about things differently and I really like that. It's kind of like those silly prompts you'd probably yeah. get in like a middle school creative writing class where it's like just like you said like <laughs> what what would this doorknob be yeah. thinking right now? That, I and think like, my intelligence peaked in like middle school writing class <laughs> so that's probably why I'm like stuck there. <laughs> Fair. But that's what advertising is perfect for is like a middle school brain, honestly. Like that's, <clears throat> that's all you need. need. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's for sure. I could have dropped out middle school is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Just go from middle school to ad school and you're golden. I think I would have been so successful, like kid genius at ad school. I honestly would be working at Wyden Kennedy, uh, probably at this point, I, I think I could really have made it if I dropped out in middle school. You know what? Missed opportunities, but you oh, know. Well, yeah, we, we live and learn. Yeah, you'll get that next time, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you liked writing, you like creative writing. Like, I feel like for a lot of writers, like myself included, I'm also a big reader. 
that really kind of influenced like a lot of my like creative voice. Did you enjoy reading as a kid and growing up? No. No? <laughs> Do you enjoy reading now? I try. Okay. I try. Honestly, it really depends on the book. And I think I'm a very lazy creative. A lot of creatives have like so much going for them. They're like, I don't know. I, I'm a copywriter, but on the side, I also do incredible like illustrations and I've been mastering Premiere and all of this. And I'm like, I don't know. I was on Instagram for a couple hours today. I would say I did. I did work on something for my own personal Twitter for about an hour, just re-editing one single one line. One tweet? One tweet. The final tweet was burp beats fart. That was the final tweet. Okay. What <laughs> did it start as? It started as a revelation when I had to both burp and fart and had to figure out which one would come first. and. Mm realize that burp beats fart but also i wanted to put it within the perspective of like rock paper scissors so i, I really tried very hard to create that third piece of the trifecta of yeah. rock paper scissors in terms of like bodily expulsions but i really couldn't think of that last piece so it just ended as burp beats fart and honestly i love the simplicity of it i think that's really what ended up paying the line off so but anyway, back to my original point of being a lazy creative. <laughs> I don't know. You seem to put a lot of effort into that tweet. So I don't think that's laziness by any means. To any other hardworking person that is laziness. But I, I've always had a hard time like getting myself to read. And okay. if I... If I find a book that I really love, I will spend like hours reading it and then I'll be like, oh my gosh, what time is it? But typically it, it's hard for me to like sit down and read a book, but it, de it, it depends. It, it's got to be like a story book. I, okay. I'm not great with like nonfiction, but if it's like fiction and really like transports me. Like then, a good plot that'll hook you yeah. in and kind of need more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was always an avid reader, and, like, I think the thing that, the book that got me the most into uh, reading was definitely Harry Potter. Like, I was right at about yeah. the right age when those were, like, coming out, and, like, I remember going to, like, the, the midnight releases or whatever with some of my friends and everything. So I can definitely relate to, like, for me, like, it's definitely, like, the story, like, yeah. being a good story, like, hooks me in and everything. Yeah. Also, I just finished watching all the Harry Potter movies, which is the closest I've got to <laughs> But I think that like what you're so like the storytelling is like that's the basis of being a copywriter is being able to tell a story for yeah. a brand and honestly the brand doesn't even matter <laughs> like which is ends up being a problem for me sometimes <laughs> as you know yeah no, that's fair like it's it's interesting because like you are like trying to give like a voice to this brand mm -hmm. and like you can kind of do whatever you want, like, or at least like in this scenario right now in school, you can do whatever you want with yeah. like, oh yeah, I want to make this brand totally a badass. And it's like a yeah. ballpoint pen brand. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah, who gives a shit? I mean, who, why, I would definitely buy a ballpoint pen that like is a badass, like badass ballpoint pens, mm -hmm. TM. Sounds like something MacGyver <laughs> would use, you know, he's got yeah. his badass pens that he keeps in his back pocket. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this like creative space that we have here where we can like do that sort of shit where uh, we can do whatever the fuck we want and then later once we get a real job is when people say no 
this ballpoint pen can't be a badass. This ballpoint pen has a nine to five job and they have a wife and kids that they need to get home to. And I'm like, fair enough. And then I'll write for that. But you know, right now is they, when we they, get to- they have a wife and kids that they need to get home to in yes. the pocket protector and some guys, you know, jacket the back best home. Pocket <laughs> I don't know if I agree that Maddie is a lazy creative but I can attest that she is great at coming up with unique voices for the brands that we've worked on in class. Now, we're going to take a quick ad break, but then we will be back for more with the hilarious Maddie Graham. Is your ballpoint pen wimpy? Sad? Over the hill? My ballpoint pen is a telemarketer for a Tupperware company. It signed up for Weight Watchers eight separate times and still hasn't gone to a meeting. Try the ballpoint pen that knows how to grow a pair. Badass ballpoint pen. Oh yeah. This ballpoint pen has it all. It's got balls, points, pens. Yay, now my ballpoint pen drinks tequila neat and watches the wire. The badass ballpoint pen, the only pen that clicks you back. We're back with Maddie, where we discuss the origins of her brand of humor, from SNL characters like Stefan and Target Lady, and how it influences her ideals of comedy and good advertising. Well, one thing that I really love about your writing, and I think comes through in like a lot of the things that you've like come up with, is I feel like you have a very distinct like sense of humor, like with everything. Like it, it feels very kind of like fresh. And like at times it's very kind of like kind of dark, kind of sarcastic, but like no matter like what like you've written, I feel like you always give it kind of like a unique voice and kind of your unique brand of humor. Thank you, Jeff. I mean, <laughs> that means a lot to me coming from an English major, <laughs> I've got to say. Well, that's the last nice thing I'm going to say. All but right, anyway. fair enough. <laughs> Where does that come from? Like, do you have like different like I guess like TV shows or like writers or things that have kind of like influenced like kind of your specific humor? Yeah I mean I've always loved comedy. I've been like a big fan of sketch shows for a super long time. I've always loved SNL. People have said it's kind of gone down the drain recently. I haven't watched it a ton recently but I still love sketch comedy. Portlandia is super fun yeah. and any show where you can just kind of pick up wherever I consider like sketch comedy so I like workaholics a lot lots of animated shows family guy or archer I think that I think that there's something like really unique to like sketch comedy it seems like so simple but I think a lot of it is so much more thought out than you think it is mm -hmm. and I mean, in terms of advertising, my intent is always to entertain people because like, why the fuck am I gonna read an ad for a bring back to our ballpoint <laughs> pen example? If it's not gonna do something, like what's it doing for me? Like, is it, make, yeah. is it gonna make me like think? Is it gonna make me laugh? Is it gonna make me cry? Is it gonna make me shit myself? Like, if it's not gonna do any of those things, then what is the fucking point? <laughs> so I I think there's definitely a space for like that, that deep, insightful, like thinking writing, but I tend to lean towards comedy because most of the time it's a pretty dumb brand and it's like, why is this ham company talking about like the status of our economy like let's make it funny and you know bring some levity to 
the drudgery of everyday life. Sure. Or like there's only so many vegetarian brands out there that can be like, oh, you all are terrible yeah. people for eating yeah. meat. Like why not just have fun with it a little bit? Nice yeah. change. Yeah, I mean, just make people laugh. Like that should be that should be the goal is to make people smile or laugh or think. And if you're not going to do one of those things, then don't put advertising out. Like <laughs> I don't know. That's that's my personal perspective. I'm sure that's not shared by all, but yeah. <laughs> you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I'm here to let you know you're entitled is to your opinion. Is that the last nice thing you're saying? Like, sorry, we may need to do some editing. Yeah. Um, but kind of going back to like, kind of like sketch comedy, because I think that's like really unique. And so I, like I've watched like some SNL, but like never been like a religious like follower of it by any means. And I've seen like a little bit of Portlandia. Do you have favorite sketches that like come to mind? Or like a lot of those are like built on like recurring characters, like to other favorite characters that you have? Sure. I think Stefan from SNL is one of like the most beloved <laughs> SNL characters because everything he says is just so fucking off the wall and yeah. weird that it's just so funny. And even though he breaks character all the time, it's like part of his character because he has that like hand gesture to yeah. like go to, you know, like I think they honestly built that into his character because he could not keep a straight face. <laughs> while saying an underground club built on, um, I don't know, um, (laughs) children with fire hydrants. (laughs) Like, you don't, you have no idea what he's going to say. And that's like the funniest piece. And I think part of it too is like, I I think if I remember correctly, like a lot of times the writers will like add in random things that weren't even in rehearsal. So part of him breaking is because he's also like experiencing it for the first time, which (laughs) just makes it even funnier. It's just great. It's like they just thought of it, like all Mm -hmm. of a sudden and put it up there for him to read and he just (laughs) fucking (laughs) can't keep a straight face, which I wouldn't be able to either. But um, I think that's a really good one. I always love Target Lady. She's like one of my favorites. I feel like I can do a kind of good target lady, but don't ask me to do it. I saw your face. <laughs> I'm, so I'm, I'm not playing a game okay. here. I'm not familiar with target lady. Okay. She's just like, she, as described by another character, looks like a middle-aged turtle. <laughs> she has this like bowl cut. Okay. Um, <laughs> and she works at Target and she's just like always so excited to work at Target but and she never really knows like what people are bringing to her like this woman brought up like feminine pads to check out and she's like what are these and she's like there uh for once a month when a woman and she's like goes to Florida just to look at Florida <laughs> See, <she's> like, <laughs> I think like I don't, I think I'm really drawn to comedy that makes no sense, so... Okay. I honestly wish I had, like, been working in the era of advertising, because I think yeah. I really would have fit in well. Second wave starts <laughs> I think now. the second wave... <laughs> the second wave is starting, <laughs> and I'm going to bring it around. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll all look forward to that. <laughs> who's, the, uh, who's the actress that does Target Lady? Oh, my God. Is it a, a recent Fey? character? Oh, is it Tina Fey? No, is it? I don't know. So is it from like the early no. 2000s? No, 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 it's not Tina Fey. Oh my gosh, what's her name from... So, um, Kristen, Kristen Wiig. Wiig. Oh, okay. It. It's Kristen Wiig. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, she's hilarious. 
Yeah, she's, she's someone who, like, she's just so good, and she's just, like, in, like, any character. Yeah. It's just, like, somehow she just owns it, which I just think is amazing. I think one of my favorite Kristen Wiig things, though, it's not even from a movie, but there's, you know, like, when they have, like, the presenters at the Golden Globes? Yeah. Or, like, the award shows, and sometimes they, like, set it up so, like, they have time to do, like, a comedy bit. Mm-hmm. And there's one that's probably, like, five to ten years ago now that is her and Will Ferrell. And the two of them go up there, and they're just, like, so amazed. They're like, <laughs> guys, we're here. <laughs> and, like, a really cool thing this year is they asked all of the people presenting... <laughs> To watch the movies that they're presenting on. Which we totally did. We totally did that. (laughs) And they're just like going on and on about like these movies and just based off the title, like what it is. I think Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell have um, like a sketch in SNL. It's like Garth and Cat and Garth or something where they always wear those weird like handmade vests. That's uh, Fred Armisen and That's Fred Armisen, yeah. Okay. But. They're pretty good, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> they go and they just like start a song and then somehow they end. I'm always curious, like, do they put someone in charge of starting it, do you think? Like, they're like, okay, Christian, you take the lead and then I'll follow. Or do you think they just like really wing it? I don't know. I can't tell. I feel like someone would have to lead. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've, I feel like I've noticed a couple times where like, Fred seems to be kind of leading in Kristen's like catching up. Yeah, yeah. And like there are a couple times where she's like, why did we go there? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> face. but I don't know. Have you ever thought about writing sketch comedy at all? Like has that ever interested you or is advertising the extent? I actually write sketches sometimes when okay. they like fall into my lap uh, or I just like think of one and I'm like oh I have to write that and I'll and I'll write it out but I don't know I I haven't thought about like writing like for tv or anything like that's I I actually did want to work for SNL for a while just to like write sketches for them but I don't know maybe that'll be something I do like later in life I'm not too sure I don't know I'm not too sure what I'm doing at this You're you're sitting, you're recording (laughs) a podcast. Thank you. I I don't know about (laughs) anything else. That's that's as much insight as I have. (laughs) That's fair. That's actually pretty helpful for me right now. So (laughs) ground ground you a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) But I I have thought about like grinding for SNL, but not really like for TV. I I feel like that might be like a whole different ball game. But if I really did want to do it, I'd probably, you know reach out to some folks. I'm sure Jesse knows lots of TV writers. Probably be a good person uh, to ask. Yeah, yeah. And we seem to have, like, some of the same, like, comedy interests. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is nice to talk to people that are, like, watching the same things as you and, like, yeah. have the same kind of, like, perspective as you on comedy and can really... He's been super helpful in terms of diving into, like, the nitty-gritty of each of my, like, jokes that I'll put into a a spot or whatever. Like, I'll have, like, a whole run of jokes, and some Mm -hmm. of them, like, are super funny, and they pay off really well, and some of them just don't land as hard, and it's really nice to have someone, like, pick them out and be like, this one doesn't work because it's not as, like, weird as this other one, or, you know? 
Yeah, there's very much like a, a science to it, yeah. kind of like how like everything kind of like proceeds and how it builds, which I think is like <clears throat> fascinating. And it's it's interesting too how the process kind maybe changes a little bit, but the result is kind of the same. Like whether you're doing like improv or like sketch comedy or like uh, like a sitcom or like a comedy movie or something where there's like more story built into it. But it's, yeah, it's like, how do you kind of like balance all that out? Yeah, and then 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, and then you do it in 30 seconds. Yeah, perfect. Go! <laughs> Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed working on that stuff with, and it makes me feel like I, even if I don't end up doing like sketch comedy writing, like I can still do that sort of work for a client and then yeah. make, again, go back to like my original purpose of like making advertising that entertains people and makes people laugh. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure Maddie would be a great sketch comedy writer. I've gotten to witness her writing every week, and I'm always impressed with her talent. We finished this episode with some hard-hitting questions from Maddie in this edition of Ask the Host. I'm trying to like think of a question for you. I feel like I have too many. Like too many. Too many. Oh, no. So many floating around in my head. Maybe like, maybe I'll. What makes make, you tick, Jeff? <laughs> makes me tick. Okay. What's your worst nightmare? It's my worst nightmare. For your allergies. Um, I'm not allergic to anything, actually. Oh, I, I'm not either, actually. Yeah, no allergy buddies. That's pretty fun. Yeah, it's fun not having to worry about, like, oh, there's pollen or ragweed yeah. in the air or something. I actually used to be allergic to rice, but I'm not anymore. To rice? To really? rice. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. But anyway, continue. I think, for me, the worst allergy imaginable would be... It would either be dairy or it would be peanut butter. Yep, I would agree with that. Because I love peanut butter. Same. And I also love ice cream. So the thought of not being able to eat either of those sounds terrible. If I had to choose between dairy and peanut allergy, I I would choose a peanut allergy because I don't think I... I've eaten vegan cheese before, and it's not cheese. I just no, it's not cheese, and I am a big fan of cheese. So yeah, I think just based on the sheer amount of dairy things that there are, I'd have to agree with you. But like a little part of me is just like stabbed in the heart right now, thinking about giving up peanut butter. Don't let's not even think about. Let's not dwell on it anymore. (laughs) Let's go eat some peanut butter ice cream. Happy thoughts in this podcast. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Okay, we're good. Yeah, deep breaths. Uh, I had a recurring nightmare as a kid of being chased by a dog. Oh. And I would always wake up when the dog would catch me. Oh my gosh. Wait, so you would wake up like right before the dog caught you, right as the dog was catching you? Like, like... right as like the dog would like jump on top of me oh, and like okay. catch me. That's where I would wake up. Oh my gosh. What kind of dog was it? It varied. Okay. Like gotcha. sometimes it was like a, like a big like Labrador. Sometimes it was like a German Shepherd. It just kind of depended. Were you like scared of dogs in day-to-day life? So I don't know what happened first. But, like, I get kind of skittish around dogs. Oh, okay. So, like, 
if I'm like around like a really yappy dog or like a dog that wants to like jump up and be mm -hmm. like, like even if they're being super friendly, like mm -hmm. I'm initially kind of nervous and uneasy. Yeah. If the dog's chill, then yeah. like I'm usually chill and we'll figure each other out. Yeah. But yeah, like a bunch of people are like, oh, there's a dog. I'm going to go up at the dog. It's just like, they're fine. Yeah. But like other than that, like I like dogs. Like I think yeah. dogs are cool. Did you have like a traumatic experience besides that nightmare or? No. Like okay. I don't have anything else that really like knowledge. happened. Maybe when um, you were two or something, your parents maybe. like were running into Starbucks. And you know, my mom before. never wanted me to have a pet. And so I never had pets growing oh, up. So okay. maybe she just held me in front of a dog as like a kid or whatever to like terrify me. Um, <laughs> That didn't happen because um, I still wanted a pet. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe some of you. Yeah. So, are you a cat guy, would you say? Do you like cats? So, like, I've never, like, considered myself a cat guy, okay. but I now live with a cat. Okay. Because Is it my, your girlfriend's cat? My girlfriend okay. had a cat. So, she keeps on calling me a new cat dad. Um, which I was just like, okay. I sure. guess I'm a dad now. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, which again, like, is kind of weird because it is my like first experience living with a pet. Yeah, I don't know. Like, she's super chill. She honestly is kind of like a dog sometimes because yeah. like she's not like totally aloof. Like sometimes she will come over and like want some attention mm -hmm. or like whenever like the two of us are out and we come back together, she'll like walk out and just start rolling on the ground in Aww. front of us like a dog would kind of. So it's That's kind of funny. Cute. Yeah, so she's cute. She's pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. um, so like I'm enjoying having her around but then like i've also like i've dog sat a couple times and like i enjoyed that too so i think honestly it just kind of depends yeah like, <clears> how fair. how chill or the the pet is or just their overall like demeanor and yeah. personality cats are just aliens they're so strange yeah they're very weird but i i mean that's just what we love about them i guess that maybe are you a cat person or a dog person um are i'd you... say a little bit of both okay I'm, yeah which cat and dog people hate that when you're like i like everyone i like all your pets <laughs> just pick a side already <laughs> i don't like to be polarizing fair enough <laughs> but i have a dog and i have two cats and i will say that Dogs just require like a lot more attention. So if I was gonna, if I was to get a dog, it would have to be like I think later in life when I, you know, can come home at normal hours and like yeah, or maybe have someone home already to like feed them. But cats are just very self sufficient, mm. and but the price you pay is that they're they're very aloof like most of the time. So yeah. you have a pet. But they're also like their own little weird alien self and they really don't need you besides like putting out their food bowl. So for the most part, <laughs> they're not as like, <laughs> I don't know, touchy-feely or like yeah. loving as dogs are. But you know, you take, you take what you get. What would be your last meal? Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, it depends. Like, it's very oh, come on. time. You gotta pick something. No, I am. I'm not okay. trying to get out of it. I'm okay, just saying. Okay, good. <laughs> so I, being from St. Louis, I really love barbecue. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So I feel like I would do a, um, like a, a Pappy's Smokehouse rib dinner with baked beans 
and some other side. That sounds really good. I'm not even a barbecue person. That's <laughs> making me really hungry. <laughs> um, yeah, that's been one of the things I've missed about St. Louis. Yeah. Is that there's not the same barbecue thing in Denver. Was, there's this you know, there's this place near my house that just opened up. It's like Sugar Fire or something like that. That's a St. Louis thing. Yeah, and it just opened up by oh, my house. Okay. So maybe, I don't I know. I might be making a trip this yeah. weekend. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's by the Target and the Orchard Mall in Westminster. So okay. you should check it out. You've eaten there, right? I have eaten there. Okay, is it good? It People is really good. It's good. Okay, well, maybe I'll have to eat there, too, instead of just recommending it to people without... <laughs> recommending it based on nothing. <laughs> yeah, people say it's really good. You should totally eat there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I love seafood. So like, I love salmon. Oh, and, like, okay. I, I love a good steak, too. So, like... Is there good seafood in Missouri? It's only a landlocked state. It seems a little sketchy to me. You know, the, <laughs> it's got that great body of water, the Mississippi yeah. River that's oh, right next to it. All fresh, that so all that fresh seafood from the uh, <laughs> that mud pit that's next to it. Lake of the Ozarks, perhaps? <laughs> I, I stay away from there. Um, <laughs> you get your fish with a nice belly button ring on the side. Yeah, right. No, I guess the, the seafood I've had, my family would go do vacations up in Michigan. So we would have uh, like fresh lake catch stuff around Ooh, there. Fancy. What about you, Maddie? What would be your last meal? I love, I love pesto. I'm a Ooh. big pesto. I'll put pesto on anything. It's okay. honestly, I have it like, I'll have it like every other day. It's kind really? of a problem. Like, like if my family sees me making dinner and I don't have pesto in it, they're like, what's going on? This is strange. But my, okay, favorite pesto is the one from Costco. Okay. It's Kirkland brand, and it's just so good. I don't know what it is. I think it's because they have a lot of cheese in it, probably. Okay. But that's the best stuff. And since I was little, I always loved, I love pasta. Like, I love Italian food. Nice. I've always loved tortellini. So I think my last meal would probably be, like, a popcorn-sized bowl of, like, cheese tortellini with like a heaping amount of pesto mixed into it okay. and probably like you know like garlic bread something mm. you know i just want some really, more carbs to yes. go with the meal to balance out yeah i want to die with really bad breath is essentially <laughs> what i'm saying and then probably like two bottles of wine <laughs> Maybe i mean three. <laughs> you don't need to worry about the hangover so you know so might true. as well <laughs> go so ham true. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Maddie Graham will finish at Denver Ad School after the winter 2021 quarter. I'm Jeff Hollery. Thank you for listening to this first episode of Journey to Add.